Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast, where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you so much for joining us again today on the program. You can always find our audio-only episodes over at pathtozion.com. Reach out to us via email at pathtozionpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, thank you to uh, those of you who have helped make this happen. I was just getting everything ready in the studio here this morning, and I'm, my heart is just filled with thankfulness uh, towards the people over the last year, year and a half specifically, who have who have made this studio happen. Um, I've shared it in past episodes, of course, um, how it kind of came about and how, how individuals have just by their own volition um, made all this equipment and this actual space and four walls happen. And so I'm just so grateful for that. If, if that's you, thank you. Um, it's, it's, it's a blessing to me and an honor for me to be able to sit in front of a, a, a device that records anything that I might say um, about this incredible Word of God and put it in front of whoever is interested. Um, and so it, it is a responsibility and a blessing both. Now, um, the last series we did, Accusations and Acts, if you haven't seen it, I would, I would consider uh, going over there and checking it out. We talked about just the 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 constant verbiage in the latter chapters of the book of Acts towards accuse or accusers and accusations um, in Shaul Paul's life and how many times he was accused of doing something that was against the Torah or against the synagogue or against the law of Moses and all of those things were were disregarded and disputed and dispelled and a lot of times we never really get to that part. The accusations that were brought against Paul um, were nullified. Uh, they, they were not applicable. And we need to be careful that, that none of the doctrine that we hold today is um, based in any way upon mere accusations um, by, by the people who were opposing uh, the, the present moment gospel that, that he was uh, presenting. And so today, though, we're going to talk about a very interesting topic, and, I'm, and, and it will take some explanation here on the front end, which, of course, we will do. Uh, but it's titled, Leave the Corners, A Command to Be Compassionate. Um, I'll talk more about how I landed here specifically, but I want to kind of explain where we're going to head and why. Uh, this, this series, as it will become, I'm sure, <laughs> will be twofold. Um, number one, this will be primarily for those who are truly in Messiah, regenerated Christ men, those who understand covenant, those who understand what Messiah did and why. Um, why did he even come? Why did he need to come? What did his um, works accomplish? It was more than just death on a cross to pay the penalty for sin, because therein, as we're always talking about here, well, what is sin? Sin is disobedience. Sin is breaking the covenantal commands of Yahweh Elohim, his father. And so he came to, to extend a, a, an, an opportunity to be a people purchased back to be father's possession. And through that regeneration, new life experience, new creation, they can again, we can again enter into covenant with our creator. And so for, for those who are truly in that understanding, not just people who ask Jesus in their heart, but like the people who understand covenant who are truly within it, this will be a charge to remember those who are presently in our former condition. 
those who are, we'll say, according to the scripture, those who are in darkness, those who are walking the ways of the nations, those who are living lives, known or unknown, um, governed by idolatry and self. These are alien and estranged from Yahweh's covenant, okay? Um, and, and, and I will say specifically for anyone who considers them part of the ancient way understanding, um, and, you know, we, we put names and we, we title movements and this and that and the other, and so we'll say it for the sake of association, people who might call themselves Hebrew roots. Um, this is very needed <laughs> for many within the Hebrew roots movement that have an awakening to the ancient way, and, and if, not, if not careful, will kind of ascend above all the others who just haven't had their, their level of understanding. Um, as I always say, anything that we know, anything I know, is a gift from the Father, that he has removed the scales from my eyes in whatever increment up to this point. And any truth that I know that I've apprehended and added to my life is a gift from him. It is an incredible gift that he has given and bestowed to us to have any understanding about this mystery uh, of living within the confines of his covenantal kindness and goodness towards us. Um, so that part one of the twofold um, can be very applicable to anyone who maybe has forgotten about those who are behind, those who are on the outside, the alien, the stranger. It's good for us to remember that um, the reason why we have been brought into this, this new covenant reality and, and new understanding towards our identity. Number two, this will be hopefully to add a bit more biblical understanding um, for born-again believers, of who we are um, versus who we were, um, covenantally speaking. Again, as, as, I, as I am unintentionally doing, this, this train of thought over the last several weeks and even months now always leads me back to bringing up a redundant point about our identity. And I realize, I realize it might be a challenge to like, is he going to talk about this again? Again, I don't, I don't know um, why we keep landing here. I would like to think that as I lean into what the Spirit's saying, I have to trust and go with what I'm hearing. Um, is it just for me? Perhaps that's possible. As I always say on the program, this is what this this entire channel is just my studies um, in 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 video form. This is what I'm already doing. And, and have done for years, and now it lands here for anyone who might feel like this is also what the Spirit is saying to the broader body at large. And so identity, again, is something that we will talk about in, in this series as well. Um, but again, this identity issue that will be, that will be brought out in this, in this series is applicable only to those who are in covenant. <laughs> that's, that's of utmost importance that we understand that. Um, because as I, as I mentioned, I believe it was in the last series about Acts um, and the accusations therein. The new covenant, <laughs> as juvenile of a statement as this is, the new covenant is still a covenant. <laughs> okay, like there is still a commitment that must be willfully entered into in new covenant living and understanding. So that is important. So let's get started and leave the corners a command to be compassionate. 
And we're going to start off um, in Ephesians chapter 2, uh, 11 through 19. May the Father just speak to us what he wants us to hear as, as I open my mouth and, and say these things. Therefore, keep in mind that once you, Gentiles in the flesh, were called uncircumcision by those called circumcision, which is performed on flesh by hands. At that time, you were separate from Messiah. You were excluded from the commonwealth of Israel, and you were strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope without Yahweh in the world. But now, okay, so let's just pause real quick, and I won't do this through every scripture that we read, which will be many, but we have to do a little bit of commentary to, just to, to set up my point here today. You were separate. You were excluded. You were strangers to the covenants of promise. You had no hope. You were in the world without Yahweh. But now, so there is a switching, a, 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 the, this, this crowd in Ephesus, that the gathered ones here in Ephesus, are hearing a message that is specific to a people who were, past tense, something that they are not now presently. They were separate. They were strangers. They were excluded. But now... In Messiah Yeshua, in covenant with the Father through the shed blood of Yeshua Yeshua Messiah, you who once were far off have been brought near. Your location has changed. How come? Because of the blood of Messiah. For he is our peace, the one who made the two into one and broke down the middle wall of separation. We can't get into all this, but... Most of you know what this is saying. Um, I have to, man, I have to just look away because I want to just go down that road, but it's not on topic. Within his flesh, Yeshua made powerless the hostility, the law code of commandments contained in regulations. He did this in order to create within himself one new man from the two groups, those in covenant and those who are not in covenant. Those who were strangers, separate, excluded, to those who are now in, those who have been brought near by the blood of Messiah, even though they were once far off. Reconcile both to Yahweh in one body through the cross, by which he put the hostility to death. And he came and he proclaimed peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access to the Father, by the same Spirit. So then, you are no longer strangers, you are no longer foreigners, but instead you are fellow citizens with Yahweh's people and members of his household. Is that a mouthful or, or what? We could, man, we could set up camp here for days. Let's move on. First Peter chapter 2 speaks the same language. Quote, they stumble because they are disobeying the word. Okay, disobeying what? What time period is, is Peter writing this? The Word. Okay, well, what was the Word when this was being penned? The Torah, the prophets, Yeshua himself. And so they stumble because they're disobeying the Word. To this they were also appointed. But you, you, again, to a direct covenantal audience, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for Yahweh's own possession. Okay, why? 
All right, because this we have to read it in in the proper context of of this information. This is not casual reading, friend. Okay, so why in the world are we a people for Yahweh's own possession now? So that okay, well we're told right away. I like that. Let's get right to it. We're told the why immediately. So that you may proclaim the praises of the capital O one, who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light, okay? You were in darkness, you were separate, excluded, strangers, aliens, foreigners, but now you have been brought out of the darkness and moved into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are Yahweh's people. You were shown no mercy before in darkness, outside of covenant, but now you have been shown Mercy in this beautiful new covenant reality, which is why Hebrews said this greater covenant, it's greater not because the other has been eradicated, but because this one has been brought into a a fullness and completion on the other side of Yeshua Messiah's death, burial, resurrection in Acts chapter 2, and all the prophecies that we're going to get to in Ezekiel and in Jeremiah, we are in in an age of mercy for a people that deserve no mercy. Me. You. Ezekiel 36, chapter 24, also speaks of this same thing. We're setting a biblical premise here. For I, Yahweh, will take you from the nations. I will gather you out of all the countries and bring you back to your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean from all your uncleanness and from your idols. Moreover, I will give you a new heart, I will put a spirit within you, a new spirit. I will remove the stony heart from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you. Okay. Interesting, right? (laughs) I'll explain to you why I'm even here. And this is going to make a lot more sense in about 48 seconds. But, uh, okay, so we know this prophecy. This is salvation. Back in the Older Testament, in Ezekiel, the, the, the mysterious miracle that is the stony heart of, of, of rock-hard concrete being extracted and a new heart literally put in you, which is why you can't just ask Jesus into your stony heart. He can't get in there. It's, it cannot be his abode. It needs removed in a heart that can feel Father, respond to Father, uh, um, in, in, intimately re, uh, react to and and respond to Father needs put in uh, so he can properly dwell a fit abode. And so we know this in, in, in Ezekiel. We're told this. And he says, even what? I'm going to put a new spirit within you. Sounds like maybe Acts chapter 2, Pentecost to me. Okay, well, this is awesome, right? And we could talk about this for days too. But then what? Then what do we do? And see, man, this is a point that needs so uh, declared to modern-day Christianity. Well, what then, though? Okay, this is awesome. We could talk about it again for hours, this mysterious heart exchange. But then what do we do? Yahweh tells us, (laughs) Then I will cause you to walk in my laws, so you will keep my my rulings and you will do them. Okay, so I can keep the laws of my Father now because I have His heart and His Holy Spirit indwelling me to empower me through the sacrificial blood of the slain Lamb, Yeshua Messiah, the fullness of the gospel. 
well, not the fullness even, but that's a big old chunk of it right there, Part the, the regeneration part and component. So because of this, when you have this heart exchange, then I will cause you to walk in my laws. So you will keep my, real, my rulings and you will do them. Then you will live in the land that I gave to your fathers. You will be my people and I will be your Elohim. Now the wording here is awesome. I, I love it. Um, this age in which you and I now live right here in 2022, this is the beautiful new covenant period that Yahweh announced via his prophets so many years ago in Jeremiah and and right here specifically in Ezekiel. We who were once strangers, aliens to covenant, outside, in darkness, separate, all these things we've already read just in the last mere moments. We have been brought into covenant via Yeshua. Incredible. A lot more to do with this than just, I was a sinner and now I'm not. No way. That is just just one molecule in the whole. So now, and and this is what's interesting about so many uh, Shaul, Paul's writings, and Peter, and, and, and the counsel we're given, and James, towards what? So now, so now, friend, okay, let me say it it like this, because this is so powerful to me. You were once, let's read it, let's just allow the scripture alone to be my words, okay? You were separate. You were excluded. You were a stranger. You were far off. You were a foreigner. You were far away. You were in darkness, okay? You, in your former condition, were all of these things. But now, now, you are to be as that towards the ways of the nations. Okay? To that level of severity and, and location, far off, distant, away from, now walk as strangers and aliens to your former ways, your former conditions. Leave the goyim ways of the nations, the Gentile mentality and idolatry and self, self, self. Leave that behind and enter into the full gospel restoration that has been extended to you through the new covenant. Okay? Now, why are we talking about this? Well, Leviticus chapter 19 is where we're going to head next. Um, as, As we talk about... Leave the corners, a command to be compassionate. Well, we haven't talked about that at all for the last, what, 18 minutes and 50 seconds. Now, why is that? Because I want to set a, a, a precedence uh, uh, and a stone, if you will, for us to build upon for the next few moments that establishes first that we have got to know who we are and what this mystery, mystery of salvation even is and how our identity has, has changed from what was to what now is, a, a mysterious, literal new creation that has brought me into covenant with the Father. And now I should be and be becoming further and further and further away from the Gentile mindset and living of the ways of the nations and the idolatry therein. That we are becoming more and more moved out, moved away from our former condition. Why, friend? This is this is going to be so awesome. This is so awesome. 
Number one, so that, as we are already read, so that we can walk in Yahweh's laws, keep his rulings and do them. That's what, that's what Yahweh said he's giving us this new creation heart exchange even for, to accomplish that purpose. You don't hear much of that in Christianity, do you? No, it's all about, well, now you're free and you're better and you're not sinful anymore and you're full of joy. And you're going to get this, and you're getting a mansion in the sky, and you're getting freedom, and you're getting blessing. But friend, what about this in Ezekiel? This is to cause you to walk in my law's rulings and do them. And return to the Deuteronomy promise that these things, this, this, this Torah is not too far from you. It's not too hard for you, friend. <laughs> the Father would never give his children, his possession, his people who call him their Elohim, he would never give them laws and commands that they could not keep. That would not be a fair, righteous, and just Elohim. And so we have to discard that properly right away. But move into Leviticus here. Um, I'm going to read this first. Let's read a little bit of 19 just because I I want to read it, to be honest. Our primary text is going to be 9 and 10, but let's just talk about setting... uh, the table a little bit. Yahweh spoke to Moses saying, Leviticus chapter 19 verse 1, speak to all the congregation of the sons of Israel and say to them, you shall be holy for I, Yahweh, your Elohim, am holy. Okay, we've heard that. Most of us would never argue that point. So, well, that's that's not for me. That's for the Jews, right? Do you ever hear that? With all this, that's for the Jews talk. I've never once heard, well, we don't have to be holy as, as God is holy. That was for the Jews. That we have to we have to face this doctrine front and center. Um, oh, and, oh, verse three: Honor your father and mother. Uh, that was for the Jews too. Do you understand, friend? What I'm always repeating here: We have to read these texts correctly. Keep my Sabbaths. I'm Yahweh your Elohim. Oh my gosh! Keep his Sabbaths. <laughs> I did this last last uh, series, and some people got some good chuckles out of it. I, I like doing this, honey. This this says that we're supposed to be keeping Yahweh's Sabbaths. No, that's that's for the Jews. We're not Jews. No, this is talking about loving your fa- honoring your father and mother and being holy as Yahweh's holy. Oh, well we'll do that one. Do those, but but don't do that Sabbath one. That's for the Jews. <laughs> and I know that's such I maybe I'm making that too lighthearted, but friend it's just it's so simple to me. This is all together. We cannot pick and choose what we would what we prefer to follow in our in our father's commands. It, it's laughable really. Anyway. Okay, so let's move on to our primary text. Um, <laughs> Leviticus 19, 9 and 10. Um, and this is going to make sense this title leave the corners real fast. I promise. <laughs> Sorry, I get <laughs> I just, uh, sometimes I have to laugh. A lot of people think I never laugh and I never have fun. That's totally not true. I'm just very, I'm very sober, but sometimes I just get, oh, I got to move on. Leviticus 9, 9 and 10. Did I say that yet? When you harvest the ripe crops produced in your land, don't harvest all the way to the corners of your field and don't gather the ears of grain left by the harvesters. Likewise, don't gather the grapes left on the vine or fallen on the ground after the harvest. Leave them for the poor, the needy, and the, and this word in Hebrew is gar, G-A-R. Leave them for the poor, needy, 
uh, poor and needy ones, and the foreigner, stranger, sojourner, the alien. Okay, that's the gar. I am Yahweh, your Elohim. Okay, so now here we're going to get into the heart of the matter. And then we're going to have to stop and go to part two. Um, we are observing Shavuot today, Pentecost, in our house. And, you know, calendars, I always talk about calendar discrepancies. Most people celebrated it, memorialized it a week ago. This is where we are presently in our home. As we try to strive to find uh, the best we can, um, Father's calendar, according to what we presently understand which is a very good chance that it's wrong. <laughs> but our heart is pure, and we're trying. We study, we read, we listen to others. We, we consider all, all these other things. Well, this is where we are today, which is really beside the point, other than for the sake of saying, that's why I landed here at the origin um, and outset of this study specifically. Um, and so Leviticus 23 spells out the appointed times. You know, just four chapters after this in Leviticus 19 that we just read. And it talks about this 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 event that, that we know to be Shavuot. Um, and, and now it's, it's synonymous with Pentecost. Um, I had a conversation just yesterday with an individual, a longtime Christian, and she said, I didn't know there was a Pentecost before Acts chapter 2. What, why? What is... What is Shavuot? Well, this is, this is the reality of Christianity. That, and she said, well, why has, why has nobody ever told me this stuff? The reason they were gathered for Acts 2 Pentecost was to celebrate the giving of the law and to memorialize and remember and commemorate the awesome gift that it was that Yahweh Elohim gave his people a law code to live within the boundaries of. And... They loved it. Like David said, I love your law. I love your precepts. I love your ways, Father. The, the, the law of Yahweh Elohim is perfect, reviving the soul. It's perfection. We talk about that all the time on here. Um, in 50, 50 penta. Well, why 50? Well, you count 50 days um, from first fruits to Shavuot, um, which commemorates, again, the giving of the Torah. And we just counted number 50. Um, which is awesome because we count every day. We have this way we do it. We have painted rocks um, with with the numbers on one side and the Hebrew meaning on the other. Um, it's an awesome thing. We count it every night. Um, it's wonderful, and it it is a constant reminder to me of, of which is the whole purpose of it, in my opinion. I taught on this before years ago. You are you are practically anticipating something that's to come. And the biblical mandate that, that Yeshua was saying, words out of his own mouth were, was what? Anticipate the promise. The promise is coming. The promise is coming. Let me share this, and then we'll move on uh, to part two. A bit of a personal insight into my life. I like to be honest here. We're, we're not superhuman, super spiritual people here. We're real-life people. Last night, we had a little bit of drama in our home. Um, just emotional. We we got some circumstances going on outside of our ordinary life here, just the three of us with my small family. And we were all just a little agitated, my wife and my son and myself. Just kind of irritable, agitated. It's the end of the day. Um, we had just set up camp outside. My son wanted to camp out uh, for the night because it's just beautiful weather right now. And so we had done that. Dinner was late. Um, did I speak for a little bit? I, I don't remember. Um, I shared a little maybe about 
uh, just Shavuot type stuff. And we were all just grouchy and irritable. And we just all bickered, the three of us. Just borderline, just fussed at each other. We all got out of line, I would say. <laughs> and we're just, we weren't treating each other well for just a brief few moments. But I just don't like it. And, and so here's the thing. Like, we... I knew we would end the day counting number 50. We've arrived at Shavuot, man. The anticipation of, because we believe that the Father gives us um, the Moed that we talked about back in the Moed series. These appointed times are, are cyclical. And Father, if we look back through history, many people, teachers have done this, that these patterns that repeat According to Father's appointed times in history now, certain things have happened, certain signs in the heavens, and these things are cyclical um, by pattern. And we believe still that, that Father's ways are revealed in certain f- facets according to his Moed, his Moedim cycle, his appointed times, his feast days. We believe that these are marked set-apart times for him to meet with us and do things and speak things according to his prescribed um, creation pattern. That's what the Moed series was about. That, like, in creation, Yahweh set the moon and stars in the heavens for what? Seasons, which, properly understood in Hebrew, is Moed, his appointed times, not for spring Winter, spring, summer, falls, we talked about. We won't go over that again. Go watch that if you have not. It's, it's very eye-opening if, if we're not familiar with the Moed understanding. So in saying that, and so we get there, we go out to, to sit around uh, the campfire by the tent. And I have number 50 with me, the rock. And I just had to be honest that I was, I was disappointed in us, myself included now. I'm disappointed in this is how we're approaching this. And it's not happenstance, spiritually speaking, that we were there in that condition, if you will, during that moment. So we talked, we prayed, we, we, we humbled ourselves before the Father together as our little family. And we said, you know, Father, this is us. This is who we are, and this is why we need the promise. Thank you, Father, for, for the commemoration that Shavuot was, which is a you gave your set-apart people a set-apart law and, and way of life. Praise you for that. Your ways are good. We repeat the words of David. Your Torah is perfect, reviving my soul, bringing me joy and purpose and boundaries and governmental order that I have to have. Praise you, Father, for that. We do what our, what our forefathers did right in choosing to commemorate and memorialize your appointed time to remember the giving of your law. And we look back to Acts chapter 2. We thank you for the fulfillment of Ezekiel. We thank you that you did what you said in Ezekiel when you said, I will put my spirit within you. And we thank you for the new covenant reality, which is the Torah, which was on stone tablets, has been moved into the hearts of men. Guess what? We are the hearts of men. Praise you, Father, that you brought your law and you put it and impressed it upon my heart. In the new heart that you gave me anyway as a gift. Oh yeah, thank you for that. You took out my heart of stone and you gave me a heart of flesh. Praise you, Father, you are good. And we sit here and we hold this number 50 and we say, Father, thank you. Because also there is something yet before us 
that you also have promised, which is what? There will be a returning of Messiah to begin to end the ages, which will culminate in a new Jerusalem reality where your law will rule and reign and we will be gathering and doing appointed times for all of eternity with you in our awesome presence as the light that illuminates the entire new Jerusalem world. So, Father, we look forward to getting past all of this flesh that remains in us, our emotions, our, our, our lack of self-control, our physical ailments, sickness, disease, carnality. Father, your ways are perfect. And they are from everlasting to everlasting. And the things that you're going to do are things you've already done and the things you're doing right now. And we look to what was and we embrace what is and we look forward. Like the Hebrews 11 saints that went before us, we look forward to what is yet to come. Because this is awesome, that was incredible, and what is yet before us, my mind cannot even comprehend. Father, your ways are perfect. And one of those ways is the command to be compassionate, which is why I titled this Leave the Corners. But we had to set the table about who we are and who it is, who, who is commanded to leave the corners and who we're leaving the corners to. In summary, that's what we've just done. The, the people in covenant are commanded to be compassionate to those who are not yet in covenant. Okay? And that's what we're going to talk about for the next upcoming probably two or three parts. This is the Path to Zion podcast. <laughs> we're rediscovering this, the ancient way, y'all. We are, it is being illuminated to us and, and thousands and probably millions of others on this earth in this age. It is a beautiful prophecy unfolding. What an incredible privilege to be a part of it. Thank you for joining in to this part of it with us. Reach out to us. Path Design Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, all those things. Share these videos if you feel like it's something that's resonating with you that needs to be heard by others. That's the only way these are getting out is when other people share them. So thank you for watching. We will be back for part two of Leave the Corners right after this. Amen.